1: If we are to believe that it is a new day, yes, it is, down in Foxborough. Yeah, you know, it's Collaboration Nation down there. It is, the C word. Uh, so maybe things are going to be different. So maybe, Hart, we need to get ready for the, oh, well, they signed this guy in free agency, and he flamed out, and... Now $11.5 million in leftover cap stain because oh. they decided to do business like everybody else. And here you go. And We've already had some of that. You ever a hear of Janu Smith? A little bit. They paid him $13 million sure. to play for a different team. There, there
2: are and Devin those. McCourty, you were paying him because of void years on the back end sure, of his. Bring but, him back deals. But there
1: are teams that people allegedly love like the Rams and the Saints and... I don't know whatever tight pant wearing coach there is on the sideline you're really fixated four on that. of the oh because it's the McVeighites. they all know everything <laughs> uh but uh that those organizations that is their cap practice of yeah. uh, well we'll kick it down the road until we have 90 million we can't use and then we'll have a four win season and try to reset it and you know I mean the the New Orleans Saints have been spinning their wheels for what a decade now using this strategy
2: yeah they've been an interesting cap i mean the various times the Steelers did it and were in cap hell and then had to you know redo sure. deals they and create still, they money still and, won nine
1: games in a um, year where they were <laughs> went yeah, nine and, and eight when and they, they were find ways
2: that. but I, I will say that there's one Benefit to drafting poorly, and that was, is you don't have to re-sign those players. So that is part of why they don't well, have a lot of those contracts. Is they didn't have a lot of guys worthy of those contracts. Which actually, late in Bill's tenure, changed because mm-hmm. I think people actually want them to re-sign Kyle Duggar and re-sign Mike Onwenu. Yeah, I
1: want Barmore here. Some there, big
2: money deals of right. recent draft, not all, the quarterback, but
1: right. All these, uh, all the guys that Bill allegedly can't draft that we would want to re-sign, like yeah. Duggar and Barmore, and Keon White looks pretty good, and people love Gonzalez and all that kind of stuff and
2: yeah, it's funny late in the tenure the bad drafting took a turn for the better but it wasn't enough to save the old
1: yeah job. that that Matt Patricia deal will uh forever be a junction point and it's interesting because I said at the
2: time the hiring of Matt Patricia to be the OC was was a fireable offense and I yeah. still believe well, it ended up it, being it a fireable up, offense that's exactly it, took, right. it was delayed it wasn't it immediate right but it, the reason almost, he got fired
1: is that in my it almost worked that's a scary thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They would have made the playoffs. That would have mm-hmm. been justification enough. I don't know. Mac it was kind of broken.
2: Row. Mac was kind of broken.
1: You no, kind of broke but, the toy. But again, if they make it, that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's, they
2: yeah. were kind of a debacle. We just found out they were more of a debacle the next year. Uh well or dysfunction. Is that the herald word when they do their annual uh, rundown of what went wrong in the Yeah, that's uh, right.
1: Every every year for 23 years has <laughs> <it's> been dysfunction. <laughs> Jesus. No, the those uh, early
2: years it was a wickersham dysfunction.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot. It depends on who's reporting on the dysfunction that's of the right, day. That's right. So uh let me run this by you. And I know that you I think you're gonna I I, I think you're gonna be like, hmm, wait a minute. If everything is different, right? And even as Christian has said, the plan, uh, this is my words. uh, Christian has used the the ding-dong, the witch is dead. It's okay to come out now, right? To me, it was kill the bad guy, put in Mayo, and then we stop thinking about the plan. That's all we had written down. That's all we knew. And now they're trying to wing it and figure it out from there, right? Kind of feels that way. If we're knocking down silos and it's collaboration nation and yep. everybody gets a say. If it's really different down there, isn't the way to show that you're really different is to go guarantee 90 million to Kirk Cousins, which which Bill Belichick would do only if he were dead, I think. So, if it's so different, right? Because what has been the whole, right? collaboration. Let's knock down the silos of communication. Right? We've joked around with the whole Robert Kraft. Give me back my franchise. All that kind of stuff. Well, if you're different then why not go fix it? Go show you're willing to spend. Go show that the philosophy here is really going to be different by doing something that the big bad man would never do. Because it's dumb.
2: Give me back my... Franchise. But,
1: but it's what everyone else is doing, Andy. It's the way the uh. league is going, Andy Hart. It's what people will... That's the way to prosperity. Is You're it? the one who even said, Hart, about you know quarterback this and that. Oh, and yeah. If it, and if it's a new day down there and it's a big deal, then what's the problem to fix the quarterback position and go spend a ton of it? It's what people want, right? Do they not want spending? So the Super Bowl quarterbacks were, how did they arrive in their city? They were uh, drafted number, what, 10 overall, and the other one was Mr. Irrelevant. 56 or whatever the hell that is. Sure. Um, Vast, vast differences. But I've been told there's only one way to prosperity in the NFL, and that's offense. Well, yeah, no, no, no. My point is, I don't know that there's a there's some.
2: Tom Brady changed a narrative. Tom Brady did a thing that then the Rams actually replicated Mm -hmm. relatively successfully. I am of the believer; those are more one offs than the new way of doing business. I think you got a better chance to end up as the Denver Broncos than you do the L.A. Rams, or the Tampa Bay Bucks,
1: But if it puts you in the playoffs, then what's the problem?
2: Well, but it deba- it's a debacle in Denver. They have traded for Russell Wilson, handed him a boatload of money, uh, got rid of one coach. Oh, it's not great with the new coach either. He might be gone. He's benched because we can't allow him to get hurt. Trade for Russell Wilson. That's something the, Bill Belichick would never do. Yeah, you know what he would also never do? Because he never had the chance to do, but he would never do. Take a quarterback third overall and try to become the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Bills, the Texans, the the teams that, dr- Bengals, sure. that drafted a first-round quarterback, hit on it, and have established themselves as a franchise for the foreseeable future because they have filled the most important position, as Robert Kraft's words, not mine, most important position in all of sports. And I
1: think that part of the reason Bill wouldn't do that is, in a weird way, unless he knew it was a guarantee or really felt amazing about the quarterback that high, there's just way, just a much higher failure rate. Like when you say Trevor Lawrence has arrived, um, your answer says everything because he was supposed to be Peyton Manning, yeah, or Andrew Luck. And right, if he's it's, not. He has not been. Uh, then right, and the rest of the crop. Mac made the playoffs, cratered into himself. Yep. People love Fields. I have no reason why, and the other two guys can't play. Yeah, like that so I I think But that's there, not an argument
2: in my opinion to not do it. Like there's a certain cost of doing business. Hold on.
1: If you're the number 1 pick and you pick from the lot, I got no problem with it. When you're number 3 and there's supposed to be 3 and you all might not see things the same way, you have to almost talk yourself into loving someone because you're in the position you're in and that's why I I, I said what I said on the whole, yeah, Bill would never do it at three because it's the, well, there's three, I'm going to get the third. You have to talk yourself into liking that, whereas if you're Chicago with a number one pick, it is I can really identify the dude and then go grab the guy I really want, and then it is your mistake if it flops.
2: But you don't necessarily or every time have to talk yourself into three. It could be that you like – Jaden Daniels, I'll just use him as a placeholder. Yeah, okay. That it goes Williams, May, Daniels, and you go, no, no, no. I, re- I, I think if Jaden Daniels was in last year's draft, he would be the third pick. Or five years, like, I think Jaden Daniels is worth the third pick in the draft. He's a really good quarterback. If you believe that, you take him. If you go the opposite way, Jaden Daniels is a Heisman race concoction and smoke and mirrors and he's got red flags off the field and he's got X and Y. sure. Now, you take advantage of another team. You trade down. You get the hell out of there. You trade down because somebody's going to take, because we have the growing list of QBs. Now, JJ McCarthy's going in the top 12. Oh, Lord. And all of that. Just wait till they poke and prod him. <laughs> right. Or, or maybe he takes advantage of them poking and prodding May and Daniels. And people go, you know what? I'm falling out of love with May and Daniels. And the gap between Daniels and McCarthy is closing.
1: My issue with just locking in a quarterback on three, which is where I think Mayo is at, and I've said that already, is that uh when you're stacking the board and well, this guy's really the ninth prospect, but well, we're gonna draft him at three because of the need. That's where I start to get very uneasy. Because then it then the position you're drafting for or trying to fit the Might be square peg in square hole or square peg in round hole. It clouds your thinking of the, my God, Marvin Harrison is arguably the best wide receiver, most complete wide receiver to come out of college football in X amount of years. And I think he'd be number one on a lot of boards. Mm -hmm. And if he's sitting there at number three and it's like, oh man, but no, we're going to go for the need. Versus, hey, we really like these other guys also, well, and that's that is the real conundrum of being up in the draft that high. Is that if you do need a quarterback, the third one that might be left at number three, you might go, eh. But you have all this other amazing talent on the board that is easily worth drafting at number 3. So I think a misconception of
2: Bill over the years was that he didn't draft for need. More often than not, Bill Belichick drafted for need. He to just fill met it in the right round. Uh, well, no. I, I think there were a lot of first-round picks that were just flat out, our biggest need is this, and we need to take a guy here. And to me, the best example of that was Ty Warren. Who was exactly what you're talking about? I believe he was 14th overall. And either the fourth or fifth defensive tackle to come off the board in the first 14 picks. But the Patriots needed
1: one. Was that a sixth draft? Yeah, ish. Yeah, I don't know. Four. What is five wrong with six? You? you worked down there too. <laughs> Hold on. Freaking 20 years ago, and I got CTE. You think I memorize every draft? What do you think? I'm Paul Perillo. You have freaking
2: say these things off the top of my head, but he took. The next best available. I think he even traded up a spot. Drafted no three. Okay, oh three. They needed the D tackle. They took the D tackle, and he was a good, not great player. Right? There were probably better players on the board at other positions that they didn't need as much. Um, so I think every coach that says they don't draft for need is kind of a liar. Need is always a part of the assessment, uh, especially in this new world mm-hmm. of collaboration. I mean, somebody's going to be arguing for need in that room.
1: Whoever the people are, if it's six hopefully, people, eight people. It's, hopefully, it's the guy with the personnel control who is at least making that case. Who has to make personnel control? Think. Uh, I think it's, uh, uh, judging by what we've been told, it's Elliot Wolf. I think it's Mayo and Wolf, and I'm not sure who has final say. Or is it really Jonathan Kraft? Because Probably. Well, if, it's always. Well, movie. because if they look at it and say, nah, eh, because here's the thing this is, and, and for you and I've talked about this, and you and I have as well. Collaboration sounds great. Yep. It sounds wonderful until the head coach likes this guy and personnel is like the best player in the draft's going to fall to us. Let's figure another way. And then maybe the owner is sitting there going, eh, biggest needs quarterback, guys. And then doesn't say anything else. Eh, the biggest needs quarterback, guys. Almost like I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm reminding you what I think. Then, how do you like land on that? and that that to me, is a big part of it too. and some people will latch onto that like it's um a soap opera
2: down there or something. I think it's very plausible to say Gerard Mayo and Elliot Wolf are the two highest ranking football people, and they could easily walk into an office that also includes Robert and Jonathan Kraft, and we're on april twenty fourth All right, guys, where are we at with what we're thinking? and Gerard Mayo says. We need a quarterback,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: Jaden Daniels is going to be on the board, and he may not be the third-best prospect, but the value of the quarterback is just too strong. I put my job on the line we should take Jaden Daniels. And Elliot Wolf goes, I'm an old-school personnel guy. We create a board for a reason, and it says on my board that Marvin Harrison Jr. is the top prospect. Right. He's going to be available. I put my career on the, on the right. line for Marvin Harrison. And then well, now say, who
1: picks? And it's then, a craft. And then they say, Robin, what do you think? Well, I'm not even going to bring her in. <laughs> but then somebody has to break a tie because right. if they're both all in, you
2: like them. Robert Kraft says his gut said Gerard Mayo is my guy. Go with him, yeah, yep. And you've empowered Elliot Wolf. He's got a background. You're letting him hire coaches, help out, do things. You've empowered them, but they are at what do they call that? Loggerheads. Yeah. They're just bang, banging right. heads. loggerheads. Yep. And you you respect both men enough to respect their opinions. Okay. So what are we doing here? Is it Max? At some point we got to pick somebody. Is Did macro, is he? The, do you want him making the the the
1: tiebreaker call? Well, here's the thing: I don't know who's been listened to down there because I'm not one of these Great people point. who is so obtuse to think that that Belichick just ran it all, didn't listen to anyone, didn't talk to anyone. That's the extreme of what people have been talking about with Bill, and then the whole collaboration nation down there it ends up feeding the beast a little bit. And you, but but, but in macro. Has been one of the people that they've been listening to down there, and he's working. Him and Elliot Wolf kind of technically have the same title, essentially. Do they not? Well, Nothing has changed from that. Grow was ahead of him. Okay, Grow was
2: president of player person or so, whatever. He was right, the highest ranking non-Bellator. Both
1: Wolf and Grow have been there the past couple of years. Absolutely. So Bill's been listening to them. How do we then view it? And how do we because everybody the picks? said Bill's a crappy right? Because if Bill's a crappy drafter, then why are we listening to these two? And we or, know Bill had a crappy run of draft. Had some hits, no question. So so recently,
2: and so you have you have Matt Groh telling us pre-draft last year, Bill's really great in the uh, war room. He asks a lot of great questions, which I thought was sort of a a bragging answer to say like, oh, he asks you a lot of questions. So you're basically saying you. You have a lot to say in the war room. Then Matt Groh tells us, hey, don't blame me for money spent. I've only been spending money for the last couple years around here. Oh, so you're the one spending the money the last? Right. So he put himself out there a little bit. Okay. He also said if you want fast players, you draft fast players. He drafted. So I'm going to say he drafted Tyquan Thornton. Agreed. If I'm him, I'd like to distance myself from that pick now. Uh, Christian Barmore, who made that pick?
1: Um Christian Whoa. Gonzalez, who, who made that pick, who made Barmore, who made Ramondre, who made right. yeah, the like, good ones. Keon White, that's a really Did good. Did Bill make the ad? bad
2: ones, and Grow made the good ones, vice versa? Right. Was Elliot Wolf a third voice that had equal footing, as you said, as the college scouting director? Was he on equal footing? Did he have a, a or was he secondary? Did he meet with Grow, and then Grow met with Belichick, right? right. Like he's providing Grow with information, and I don't know how you can ever know. Oh, see that pick? That was mostly Wolf. That one over there, terrible one was mostly Grow. Uh Bill overruled everybody on that one and it didn't go well, but he overruled everybody on this one
1: too and it went pretty well. Looked really really good. Well, and now the one thing that we never had to worry about with Bill was ownership being in the room saying, "Hey, here's what I think." I don't know. People tell me that that Robert Kraft drafted Mac Jones. Oh, that's right. That's what people say. Boy, it really sounds like some of the fans might be betwixt and between in trying to analyze this based on the quote-unquote narratives.
2: So when in doubt, draft a quarterback.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) There you go. And then we'll be
2: right back there three years from now. What's there? Is there the playoffs or the top five in the draft? Because I'd like to be back there in the playoffs like Texans. I don't want to be in the top five again like, I don't know. How about this?
1: Number one in the draft.
2: Three years. I don't rule it out. I'm just saying. I don't know. No, rule it out.
1: I know. That's the
2: thing. Almost regardless of who they draft, I don't rule
0: it out. <laughs> <laughs> and then it could just
1: crumble anyway.
0: Yep. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire